let's freaking go football cards collecting and investing we're going to talk about a lot of quarterbacks today obviously andy prism is still the biggest story we talked about it last week now that there's been another week this has been a question that i received actually from a friend of mine that went to a card show he doesn't know anything about cards but he knew that i did the show and he was like hey do i actually buy sealed wax do i actually buy boxes i want to revisit this topic we have touched on it before but andy there is a lot to take in whenever you decide whether or not number one you should buy sealed wax and mm -hmm. number two should you rip said sealed wax mm -hmm. once you get it man it's really hard for me especially as a football fan to not rip sealed wax whenever i do get it and if and look if you can find it at retail prices you can get a blaster box for 25 30 dollars you can get a mega box for 40 dollars absolutely it's it's a home run play especially on the king set prism right that's the one product that you can probably uh, not find on shelves right now you're going to have the most difficulty finding that whereas you're going to see you know chronicles you're probably going to see some contenders still out there some playbooks some playoff and all the, these other uh, brands but prism is the one that is gone in an instant, Carter. Yeah, and this is going to be the big thing for me, Andy, right? Because this is probably a question that you've gotten a lot. And look, when it comes to sealed wax, for me, when it, when it let's just say you're going to a retail store, I'm always buying mega boxes. Always. If I see Panini Contenders mega boxes, I'm going to get it. I just love mega boxes just because you're getting a ton of packs in there. You're getting the most cards. And yes, they are the more expensive, but they do have a lot of upside. And then after that, obviously, blasters and hangers to me are about the same. And normally I stay away from cello packs simply because cello packs aren't in boxes. And I've ripped a mosaic cello pack before and the cards were dinged up because it's not as much protection in there. So uh, for me, Andy, I, I am a big mega box buyer when it comes to retail. And what's very interesting about Prism mega boxes this year is the verbiage now i'd have to go look at the 2020 prism mega box i have one actually right here uh but the verbiage is different now and this is just how it is on all mega boxes two autos or two parallels on average mm -hmm. that word average andy is carrying a lot of weight so just because it says average on there doesn't mean that you're going to get an auto. You might be getting a redemption. You might just be getting those Panini points. So make sure you keep that in mind. There's no guarantees that there's going to be any certain type of, or, or just any set number of cards outside of the total number of cards in a box. Yeah, I, I like the Mega Boxes because it's a, it's a blend between a, an actual blaster box and a hobby box you know, that you get from a distribution or Panini's website, you know, or, or, or like your local card shop. But that mega box does, uh, you know, definitely feel a little heftier. It's got some extra packs. It's got potentially, you know, one of those autographs or memorabilia cards on average. And uh, man, you should probably go get a safety deposit box for that 2020 Prism mega box <laughs> because the draft class, like taking the draft class into consideration as a whole is what drives the prices of a specific year's sealed wax product up or down. And 2020s is going to be 
continue to go up over time because of Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. Right, and potentially Jalen Hurts. Oh, I hope so. And, and or, or if if Justin Jefferson continues a Jerry Rice trajectory, uh, you, you never know. So, you know, for me, 2020 is my favorite draft class. There will never be a draft class I like more just because Joe Burrow and Justin Jefferson are in it. And obviously, you know, being an LSU YouTuber, I'm obviously a big Jamar Chase fan as well. But what's very interesting, Andy, is as far as like long term wax value, you, the the quarter some of these quarterbacks in this class are going to have to be special. They really do because this draft class, whether or not you think it's fair, because this is the prism draft class or just the draft class after Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. When people start looking at buying boxes, let's just say three or four years from now, they're going to compare the 2021 draft class to the 2020 draft class. And let's just say someone wants to buy a box off of you and they want to rip it. Well, they're going to want to get the box that has the stars in it. And Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert are massive stars. So just for a price comparison, a mega box from the 2020 Prism draft class, there's different variations of mega boxes but it's selling for a lot uh normally in the high two low three range just depending on uh, uh the, the market at the time but that just goes to show you those boxes were once 50 dollars retail at walmart 45 50 dollars and now they're 290 to 350 just depending on when you look so uh i don't think these same boxes, these 2021 prisms, we did a price check. You, If you're watching on YouTube, you just saw it. They're selling for like 120-ish right now, Andy. Mm -hmm. So, yes, you can flip boxes retail. It's just not going to be – it's just not the same multiplier as the 2020 class. So more than likely, the 2021 prism mega boxes are probably going 50, 60 bucks depending on where you are in the States. Selling for 120 isn't a bad flip at all. Uh, but that's once again, Andy, like you said, if you actually find these mega boxes, yeah, you got to actually find them. And there are people that are hiding them, you know, at the stores, potentially people that work there. You also have potentially shady, you know, distributors who are uh, have a deal with the uh, the employees at the stores, right. so it is difficult. Plus, like the targets in my area, I believe in most areas around the country, they're they're not even putting the cards in stores anymore. Uh, they're they're selling them online exclusively. So so then you got to get into things like uh, some kind of bot, some kind of bot that's notifying you instantly when that is dropping, that's making that transaction for you because they're selling out so quick. And and people have this technology readily available at their fingertips. You know, basically a computer bot that signs into the website for them that already has their credit card information stored that can purchase that uh, product immediately for them whenever it drops. And so that's how stuff is selling out real quick. It's not technically illegal. It's just expensive technology to kind of design a software like that. But if you're not getting lucky at like actually going to Walmart uh, at, uh, you know, 7 and 8 a.m. or whenever you, and you have to strategically figure out when they're going to drop it. So right. it's, it's challenging, man. It's like a whole, you know, that's a whole nother animal there. There are people that, you know, study their local retail store <laughs> religiously every week to figure out when they're going to drop uh, the retail products so they can get their hands on it. 
And just really quickly here, uh, for those that aren't familiar, the differences in boxes. So a hobby box is the absolute most expensive box, but it's the best box you're going to find. You're not going to find those at Walmarts and Targets. You have to go to your local card shop or get it straight from Panini or just get it from uh, somebody, right? But when you actually go to stores, there's different types of boxes. There is a blaster box, which is a smaller rectangular box if you're watching on youtube you're looking at examples of blaster boxes there's also something called a hanger box which is slightly smaller than a blaster it's just like once again if you're watching on youtube right there that is a hanger box right there even though it says blaster on there um and there's also these cello packs right or fat packs if you will depending on which kind you get where there's roughly 15 to 20 cards, sometimes 40 cards, depending on the set. And those are obviously the cheapest. You're not going to get the biggest bang for your buck. But what's really interesting, especially with Mosaic in 2021, they did put more hits in them, and they also did increase um, the prices on all retail wax. So you, you have to weigh that in. There is the rush of actually ripping cards, which is really, really fun. But like we always say, there's no guarantee that there is a Mac Jones, a Trevor Lawrence, or a Tom Brady manga card. There's no guarantee that that's going to be in there. So it's just a simple thing that you have to question. And for the most part, the safest thing to do is not open the boxes uh, just because, you know, it's it's going to hold a little bit better. But at the same time, your ceiling is higher because – once again, Andy, you can go on Twitter, and this is still the big story, that that 13-year-old kid pulled a one-of-one one Mac Jones and got $100,000 for that one-of-one one Mac Jones when he's mm -hmm. not even a top-five quarterback in the AFC. I saw um, – what was it? It was Lameen James. I know, Andy, that's your favorite like social media <laughs> account. So of all funny. Time. Uh, he, he did like a comparison where you can get a Tom Brady – rookie ticket auto for 75k and instead you know you buy a mac jones one of one i just don't think my mind could do that i just have no idea if i if i could do that but um but that's just where we are right now so uh those those are all the things you have to look into when it comes to uh sealed wax yeah, and it is important to note that the the resale value of the base singles from 2021 Prism has come down. You know, we talk about the, the value of the seal wax could potentially go up over time on secondary marketplace like 2020 Prism, especially if Mac Jones is the second coming of Tom Brady, like uh, a lot of the uh, Northeastern, you know, people that live up there, the, the diehard Patriot fans are touting Mac Jones as uh, then obviously that seal product is going to go up in value. But, um, you know, if not, if, if none of these guys break out, you know, and it's just Jamar Chase doing his thing year after year, I mean, that's probably not enough to get that product to, to where 2020 Prism is at now, you know, that $300 price point for a blaster box. That's a, that's a, you know, a lot of appreciation. Um, and, and the singles have come down. Like, you, you know, we talked about how the Mac Jones was going for about $80 for a single Mac Jones based Prism when it, like when we did this show last week and the Jamar Chase was at $43. We looked at an auction. The Mac Jones is now down to about $40, $50. The, uh, the Trevor Lawrence, you can see some people, it's Ooh. going as low as $20, $25 Ooh. for the base prism Trevor Lawrence. The Jamar Chase is now down to 
20, $20 roughly um, in most cases on, on his base prism. So you can see how the supply is just exponentially growing um, on, for the singles market on the base cards. And so people are quickly gravitating now to the serial numbered and the autograph cards and more rare stuff from 2021 prism as the supply increases on eBay. Can I whine about something really quick, Andy? Do you mind? <laughs> okay, so, all right, so I'm a big Jamar Chase fan. I hate the pose on his base prism card. That's just like the most non-Jamar pose, him just catching. I want him running with the ball, right? Uh, or um, Mac Jones handing the football off in his base prism pose. I mean, really? Uh, it reminds me of that game in Buffalo that they won where he threw for what he threw three total passes. Remember that game last year? Yes. Yes. Uh, 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 uh. But, uh, but overall, I, I, as far as like the design of prism this year, I want everyone in the comment section to give us not only your honest thoughts about sealed wax, what you guys have learned about sealed wax. Let us know what you think of this year's prism design as well. Andy, I'm yeah. fine with it. Do I like it better than 2020? Probably not because, once again, I'm just biased towards the 2020 draft class. I do, I, 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 and this has been a big thing in the analytics stuff where they're like, oh, you, you can't like Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, right? And there's a lot of you know analytics guys that don't like Joe Burrow because for whatever reason, I don't know, they <laughs> think he's super lucky that he wins all his games. And I'm like, really? Uh, but – uh, I, I'm always going to love the 2020 design. That's always I'm always going to be very biased towards that year's prism. Uh, but Andy, your thoughts overall on 2021 prism design? Yeah, I like the design. Honestly, I'm a big fan. Now, I am very like you are. I'm very suspect on some of the picture selection, especially for these more elite guys. Like you're right, this Jamar Chase uh, photo here is kind of goofy, especially when you look at like what they did for Frank Darby. Look at this picture of Frank Darby. You know, like a wide receiver four on Atlanta. And they got that, they give him like such a cool picture and card here. Outside of the frame of the photo, that is very interesting, right? I mean, that's cool. Huh? Where he's where he's literally if you if you guys are listening to this, and you can't see this. He's literally jumping out of the frame to catch the football that's on the top of the card. It's like they went and, and took an extra step and and did all kinds of extra design work on this card, and they took a shortcut and like cheaped out on Jamar Chase's card. Like, really? Mm. <laughs> you know? But I will say this, Carter. We ripped a 2021 Prism Hobby Box on Sunday um, on, on the channel live, and it was it was okay. Um, one of our best hits was a Purple Prism Kyle Pitts, and it was off-center. Like, it came, like, pretty well off-centered left to right, so that was a little unfortunate. There were uh, uh, quite a few of the cards that were off-center left to right, uh, we did pull a Mac Jones base prism that was centered pretty well. Yeah. Um, I noticed that the card stock is a little bit thicker this year. Interesting. It I'm not. Yeah, I, I'm not even held one of these, Andy. That's very interesting. It definitely looks like they put a little bit, uh, you know, more quality into the paper stock that they're using on the prism this year. It is a touch thicker. It feels a little bit heavier in your hand than 2020 prism. So this is something I want to share with everybody. Just because we're talking about 2021 Prism a bunch doesn't mean you have to go get it. Like, look, just because a product is new doesn't mean you have to go. Like, Andy, let me ask you this. How many 2021 Prism cards do you have right now? 
Uh, none. I, I have I, purchased a couple on the on the low, and right. then I'm excited to share with you when I get them. But I personally have not. We ripped the box, but it was a break. You know, so those right. are all going out to everybody. Yeah, and that's the thing. You don't have to. You don't have to be a part of every release. You could just be a fan. Uh, I follow this guy. What's his name? Barry something. I messaged him recently on Instagram. He's just a diehard Ladanian Tomlinson collector. He, he's he got the coolest LT collection. Uh, Stacking Slabs, a podcast I listen to from time to time. He's he's a Philip Rivers collector. Collect what you want to. Don't and, and this is something that I've struggled with, Andy, such as going to retail and buying Panini contenders, right? It's still on the shelves at my mm-hmm. local Walmart. It still is. I'm kind of shocked by that. It's just been sitting there, right? I've seen more WNBA prison boxes get, get bought or just Donruss, which isn't even a big set when it comes to basketball. I've seen more of the Luka Doncic Donruss boxes get get bought more than the Panini contenders. So you don't have to buy every draft class. You don't, especially now that retail wax prices are up. Go get what you want to get right now. And I'll get to this in a second. I'm doing a bunch of research on building my Drew Brees collection. So look, just because we spent a lot of time talking about it, it's because it is the biggest story. Uh, but you don't have to do it. You don't have to spend money on on boxes. And this is something I've struggled with, Andy, is every time I go buy a box, yes, the uh, the fun of not knowing what's going to be in there is, is so great. But once I rip it, I'm like, man, that, that money could have gone towards my Drew Brees mm. collection to a player that I actually love and know and and or or – you know, Marcus Colson, I'm building that collection slowly as well. Every time, does that ever happen to you, Andy, whenever you, whenever you get a box? It does because I've never pulled a super rare card. Really? Like, and, and, you know, I, I think that if I had pulled a super rare card, nice card and like hit really big, then I would feel differently about it. And, and I would be chasing that retail product all the time, trying to rip more and get back to that feeling of pulling that super rare card. So I think in a lot of ways it's, it's, it's done me a favor. Like I am not nearly as tempted as I used to be the first three, four blaster boxes I bought and I didn't hit big, you know? So it's like, now, nah, now it's like, yeah, you know what? I've been down that road before. I know that feeling of just a very like average break, you know, opening a box and it's nothing special. I'm not even going to take the chance because I know once I open that, the chances of the value of those cards is just going to go down. And, and, you know, and that's something that I think almost every single collector, investor, whatever you are in the hobby, enjoy doing. And that's opening product. But it's because you, you're looking for that hit. You're looking for right. the big hit, you know? Yeah. And, and then it gets into, God, I got to sell this card like right now. I can't even enjoy it because you see what the, <laughs> we saw what the Mac Jones cards did. So it's, it's very interesting. So it's also interesting, Andy, because, you know, on the channel, you, you've been doing dynasty drafts, uh, you, you, you're ripping hobby boxes and, you know, I don't look at de- as deeply as you do. Cause obviously, you know, you're looking at it every day. I look at it every night more often than not before I go to bed, just seeing, what sold items are, are going for. This is a macro question I want to throw to you, right? Everybody's collections are going down right now. Everything just seems to be burning, right? Gas is a gazillion dollars or whatever. And uh, you see NFTs going down, you see crypto going down. The price of collections are going down. 
and we're less than 50 days away from the national prism is just released so your overall view andy before we get into plays of the week and all that stuff on what the market is doing right now for football cards yeah, it, it's a lot of a, of a holding pattern. I'm not seeing too many crazy spikes up or down, to be honest with you. And, and it depends on the card, right? It depends on the card, the condition of the card. I am seeing, you know, certain base cards of guys that aren't elite, that that are ungraded, really get to some low levels just because they're just totally not even being touched. They're not being purchased. The auctions aren't being bid up. And, and so, yeah, I am seeing that, but like, you could even see like, uh, Justin Herbert base select a base select card, which we know is, it was printed a lot in 2020, uh, in an SGC 10 format, still going for about a hundred dollars, you know? And so I still see these transactions every week. Uh, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, still leading the, the sold, uh, graded card market on eBay. They're still getting over 200 transactions on a weekly basis. You know, um, so it's like I'm not I'm not seeing a a terrible downward spiral. I I do see like price of gas is insane. Like I know there's a lot of inflation going on in the market. Real estate prices are crazy inflated. So on a macroeconomic scale in our country, I I think right now it is important that we definitely are not uh, buying cards over like life necessities. I think it's it's really important right now to have a defined budget and stick to that budget, something that is play money, essentially, you know, money that you would spend on fantasy football, sports gambling, anything like that, you know? Yeah, and look, the, those three seem to be the hottest names, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. right? Those are the cards I personally see the most online, right? That means they're very liquid. So if you buy one, you know, Yeah, it's going to be up in price, but those guys are going to remain liquid. Those three players, I just have a tough time just seeing them fall off the map, right? So then I would highly recommend people look at that next tier of quarterbacks where you at the very least have seen them play really well. And three names that really stand out to me in that aspect, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, and Kyler Murray, right? All three fantasy-relevant guys, all three exciting players, explosive players. In particular, Lamar has this – I don't know what you call it, but Lamar has a a, a gravitas to him. He has this celebrity kind of star quality to him. And I don't know if it's – well, Kyler went to Heisen as well, but I think it's it's part of the Heisen. I think it's also Lamar makes plays that only Lamar Jackson could make. So I would look – towards those guys and and see what you can get because man andy everybody wants burrow herbert allen everybody does and you know you have the guys like patrick mahomes and tom brady those guys are on a different tier on their own um so i i would look towards those three names in particular uh, a, a guy with a very easy schedule next year andy a guy that you've made a lot of money on is is jalen hurts so I would look for for those four names because all four of those guys have a lot of talent and all four of them are very fantasy-relevant quarterbacks. Yeah, they also have fewer different rookie cards than um, than those elite guys. Like, prime example, Josh Allen versus Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen has 2,223 different rookie cards. Lamar Jackson only has 1,699. So, so 600 
additional variations for Josh Allen that's not there for Lamar Jackson. So you have a little bit more scarcity baked in to his base optics, his base prisms, uh, that just because he went at the end of the first round in 2018. Crazy. And for me, like, yes, I, I want Joe Burrow cards. I, that, that's, you know, Joe Burrow and Drew Brees. That's what I want my PC to look like along with Tyron Matthew. But also think long term, right? Joe Burrow is a hot name. So, you know, you, you, you got to be careful with that. Uh, now, I am looking at some Joe Burrow one of ones. I'm going to be interested to see where they end. Uh, but still, it's it's. It's, it's nuts to me just how much more liquid the quarterbacks are than everyone else. And this is something that's very interesting outside of this podcast. Andy, on the Fantasy Football Card Quest, you're doing receivers. You're doing running backs. I'm also looking at receivers, running backs, tight ends, and defensive players as well. But once again, it, it just always comes back to the quarterbacks. They just matter so much more than just basically everybody else in the marketplace. They do, um, and but we have seen a, a big shift. I, th- I think this offseason has been a big shift, and not only in, in football cards, but also the real NFL, fantasy football. You're really seeing you know, Jonathan Taylor at the top, and then you're seeing a lot of guys go Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, potentially Stephon Diggs. Uh, all these wide receivers are, are having a lot higher ADPs or just – inherent value in the football card market, uh, in the real NFL, and in fantasy football, and and the running backs have been devalued. And there's still a co- obviously a couple guys at the top, but we're in an interesting time period. We had such a, a legendary 2017 draft class for running back, and those guys are all hitting that 27, 28 right. age range, you know, you know, and so they're, they're cresting over that age apex where their production starts to decline, and we haven't seen the, the recent draft classes of running backs n- get anywhere close to where 2017 was. And and yet we still see these incredible wide receivers coming out of the draft every year. And, and their value continues to go up. Yeah. And for me, Andy, I'm wearing my Alan Kamara shirt. Um, obviously, you know, you got you gotten the offseason kerfuffle in, in Las Vegas at the Pro Bowl. But it's interesting because... Look, you, you 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 just did a huge, huge, huge dynasty draft on your channel. Mm-hmm. And I highly recommend everyone go watch it. Shout out to Derek. He is uh, mentoring me in my dynasty journey. I'm starting dynasty fantasy football this offseason. Um, you know, I, I would highly recommend looking at real dynasty experts' expectations of players. Mm-hmm. And look at their analytics and stuff. Now, it's not going to coincide one-on-one with football cards. It's just now it's not how it's going to be. But I would highly recommend if you are looking to buy McCaffrey or Camara or anyone like that right now, go read the stats on 27-year-old running backs or the 1,500-carry plateau, and you'll see how quickly they decline and how much – just pure math and physics can just predict which running backs succeed and which ones don't. Uh, Here's a good example of it. And Andy, this would get me in a lot of trouble on my LSU channel. uh, And that's, I'm fine with that. Okay. But imagine if the chiefs had selected T Higgins instead of Clyde Edwards, Alaire. I mean, last year's result for the Super Bowl is different. If, if those Mm -hmm. two results were flipped, 
um, you know, the Tyreek trade would not hurt them as much if they had T. Higgins. And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, um, you know, he was a part of the greatest college football offense of all time. But there was a lot of red flags as far as his draft profile. And there were a lot of these dynasty sharps, including Derek. Um, Derek Richard, who's patron, helps the channel, all that good stuff. But there was a lot of people that said, hey, Jonathan Taylor's going to be better than Clyde. And what did people do, Andy, with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire cards? They lost a lot of money. Clyde mm. cards, um, I remember, uh, I think it was Planet Fatness who, who saw this piece of data, that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire running back cards this last offseason was by far the most sold item card out there. And he still has a pretty clear backfield. So if there was ever a year for him to break out and do what he was going to do, it would be this year. I'm a big Clyde fan. He won us a national championship. I'm going to love this guy forever. But if you are going to look into running backs and buying running backs, I would look at a few things. Go look at a uh, LaDainian Tomlinson and Adrian Peterson's prices, and you would be shocked how freaking low they are. And then the second thing would be go look at those numbers as, at how fast RBs decline. It, it's truly incredible, Andy. Yeah, and, and that's one of the great um... – that's one of the great assets that the dynasty fantasy analytic community bring to the table, you know, and, and that is studying the age regression models of running backs, wide receivers. So you can really understand like, and it, and it paints a really good picture of understanding when to uh, flip running backs, and especially in the football card market. Like you, you don't want, especially now going into this year, like honestly, the, the writing on the wall is not good for Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And I mean, incredibly hyped in his in his rookie season. But that was the time to flip him. Like if you would have bought him uh, coming out of the gate in the rookie season and flipped him that same year, you cool. were in good shape. I, I did that. I did that. And I like I did OK uh, with Kyle Edwards Hilaire. Now, I still have one on my wall. Red Cracked Eyes, this card uh, right here in PSA nine that's going for 40 bucks. I still have that card because I, I just I don't think that there's going to be a whole lot of profit in it. And it's kind of like it, it reminds me of that uh, that learning lesson, you know, of of uh, investing in running backs, which is very a very doable adventure. It's a very doable enterprise. But you just have I think there's a much uh, smaller timeline in flipping them than there is wide receivers, tight ends and quarterbacks. Now we get to hobby tip of the week, Andy. I'll start here. There was a viewer last week. I don't remember his name um, who commented below asking us about whatnot. And I'm sure if you are on social media and you do see uh, just by the algorithm, you're, you're probably seeing whatnot ads. There might be one underneath our, our video right now. There might be one when you scroll Instagram, look at cards a little bit later. I have not done whatnot, but all I hear from the hobby shops is they love whatnot. And it's really hard uh, to get certified to sell cards on whatnot. You could find deals on whatnot. And some people make the mistake of not building a following mm -hmm. and an audience. And essentially what whatnot is, is you it's 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 like ebay it's like bidding for cards and someone will just show you a card and people on the app will bid on it is is, is have you done whatnot yet uh andy i've watched a couple streams and i've talked to a couple guys in the discord about it um and in kind of 
I found out that there's some interesting streams where you could potentially have guys, you know, selling cards live late at night and there's like very few viewers on there and they're doing an auction. You could potentially get some stuff like seriously undervalued. Like it's, I think it's kind of hit or miss from what I've gathered. Yeah. And think about it as this platform grows, there's going to be people trying to build audiences. The only way you could build audiences, unless you get them on Instagram and get them on this whatnot app is by just getting on there and, and selling cards. And if you get steals of deals, you'll start telling other people to go to that person's channel and then their audience will grow and then their prices go up. So I would look into that because they do a good job apparently of vetting sellers. So I, I, I'm very interested. I need to sign up and do it. Um, a lot of hobby accounts. I trust the, the mojo, uh, breaks, I've watched him, you know, on some whatnot ads and whatnot. Uh, there you go. I just use that that idiom just to and whatnot. <laughs> huh? Huh? I I I I do want to check out the app. So for those that have done whatnot, once again, comment, shoot us a message, and uh, let us know what you think. So my hobby tip of the week is to uh, look into it because I do find this app to be very fascinating. What about you, Andy? Yeah, so my hobby tip of the week is going to be more related to what I think you should be selling right now. And that is, if you are holding any recently drafted athletes, let's just use uh, Brees Hall as a prime example, and you're holding any of these Sage autograph cards, there's a lot of guys that were left out of a Bowman U set. So if you're holding autograph cards of, of Brees Hall or Kenny Pickett or potentially any of the draft prospects, maybe Sky Moore, Christian Watson, guys like that from this past draft, I would be selling those now because looking at the uh, new release calendar, you've got Leaf Ultimate Draft that's going to be coming out soon. This is unlicensed, but it is heavy in autographs. It's a very nice autograph product. Leaf has is, is, is got a lot better reputation than Sage. Uh, it's got a lot of collectors out there for Leaf product. They do pretty well on the autograph cards. But then you've got um, Chronicles Draft Picks, Collegiate Football coming out at the end of June, which is, it's, it's okay. Like you can look at the, the design. Some of them are pretty interesting. They're going to have autograph cards. What's important though, is they're going to be licensed cards. So this is right. going to have college uniforms that are logoed with the team names. It's, it's going to have a little bit better collectability factor. Then you've got uh, what's even more interesting. You've got select this is a new set this year, Carter. Select is coming out with their own draft picks 2022 oh, set that that was pretty popular last year. It was part of Chronicles. Right. This year, they're going to have their own set that they're coming out with for the 2022 uh, uh, players that have just been drafted. This is going to be a pretty popular set. It's going to definitely take over any Sage product out there, pro probably even Bowman U, which hasn't done very well from a sealed a wax standpoint some of the singles have been pretty liquid that are autographed that have the first logo the refractor design but i would say if you or you're holding those cards and and i would go ahead and flip them now i would go ahead and sell them now before this stuff comes out in the next month yeah and if anyone's holding rare kashan cards hit me up i am a buyer uh but still 2022 interesting that select is going to have their own uh draft picks uh, and, and last year's select was just part of the Chronicles draft picks. And Andy, as you know, I rip a lot of Chronicles draft picks. I love that set. But now that select is going to have their own thing, it's going to cause me to reevaluate uh, a, a few things. So 
Very interesting stuff. I like it. I also saw that Donovan McNabb uh, field level Syracuse silver on there. It's, 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 it's good stuff now. All right. Uh, play of the week, Andy. Do you want me to go first or are you going first? I can go ahead and go first. So obviously we talked about the uh, the potential upside with wide receivers and how much they're being valued over running backs, just, uh, just like generally speaking, right? And so one of my favorite um, sleeper wide receivers this year that I think is very important to illustrate right now because I think he's going to explode. You, you talked about Lamar Jackson earlier in the live stream. Um, about how Lamar Jackson, you know, he's reported to minicamp. He's got that star appeal. He's been working a lot. When Lamar Jackson does throw the ball, Carter, he likes to throw it deep. They lost Marquise Brown. It was an absurd 145 targets last year. Rashad Bateman is not a Marquise Brown uh, build. You know, Rashad Bateman's more of a lengthy possession-style receiver. You know, he kind of wins outside-inside. He's an X-style receiver. Right, but he's not Marquise Brown. I think the guy who's going to take the next step up in the Baltimore offense as uh, as the Marquise Brown is Devin Duvernay. Devin Duvernay has been fantastic in special teams. He also had 47 targets last year, which you know wasn't didn't, didn't convert into a lot of uh, production. He only had two touchdowns, 272 receiving yards, 33 receptions, but. I think we can expect Devin Duvernay to be the wide receiver two behind Rashad Bateman and be that Z receiver on the outside that's going to go deep for Lamar Jackson. And I think we could see Lamar Jackson throwing the ball deep when they do throw it. I know it's still one of the most run-heavy teams in the NFL, but it's a big market team, a lot of primetime games, a lot of shootouts where he's going to be forced to throw the ball in critical situations. I think Devin Duvernay is a guy he's going to be looking for a lot. I didn't think when I woke up to do this show that we would get a Devin Duvernay reference. I didn't think it was, I didn't think that was possible, Andy, but here we are. We're talking about Devin Duvernay, Texas Longhorn legend, Devin Duvernay kid is an athlete, right? Um, I mean, he, he's a tank, honestly, uh, it's 40 yard dash score. He's a thicker wide receiver. Um, as you see on the screen, a sub four four forty yard dash guy. Uh, also, uh, some return ability. He's he's a great kickoff returner as well. I didn't think we'd get to to Devin Duvernay, but yeah, his cards are going to be dirt cheap. I, I've actually flipped the Devin Duvernay card before because I really liked him coming out. And uh, there was a buyer in Baltimore that wanted, you know, I think it was a certified RPA or something like that. And uh, and yeah, I like that play. I, I did not think Andy was going to go the Devin Duvernay route. You know, I, I love it. The the entry price point is fantastic. I mean, you you, you could pick up autographed Devin Duvernay stuff like this one right here, Donruss what? rookies. It's not a main set, but it's a great design. It is from Donruss. It does have chromium finish. Uh, it, it for a dollar forty nine, five dollars autograph card number nine of two ninety nine. That's the kind of uh, potential upside green pulsar autograph rookie card for six dollars and fifty cents. Ten out the door. This is a card that you could probably flip for forty or fifty dollars if Devin Duvernay has a three touchdown spike game. Primetime scenario: the Ravens are playing good. I think their their uh, their win their win odds should go up this year. With a healthy Lamar Jackson, with a better offensive line, with a better defense, I, I just, I mean, I think he's one of the guys that you can get 
And later in fantasy drafts, you can also get his rookie cards dirt cheap that has the potential to at least go up to like a top 20, 30 wide receiver. And his cards just go up to respectable value. Win total for Baltimore is floating around nine and a half, ten. So Vegas likes him as well. So there you go, Devin Duvernay. I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to quarterback, and I kind of feel bad now spending a lot of money on a Jameis Winston card, knowing that you can go on eBay and get a Matt Ryan three color RPA for what was it three fifty? Three fifty. That's insane. It's absolutely insane. Why would I spend all that money on Jameis Winston when I could have got Matt Ryan, who is arguably in a better situation with an elite running back, really good coach, I believe uh, a weak-ish division. I, I I don't like Jacksonville. I don't not in love with the Titans this year either. Man, that's a beautiful RPA right there, Matt Ryan three-color patch not game worn patch though that that kind of bothers me but still man 350 price point for that is pretty insane especially if you do believe matt ryan could have a matt stafford type of resurgence with indianapolis look matt ryan's gonna go from having one of the worst supporting casts in the nfl to one of the best supporting casts in the nfl top 10 ish offensive line top Five running back, top two or three. Well, not an elite, elite wide receiver core, but I mean, Paris Campbell's going to be healthy. Uh, they drafted Alec Pearson and, of course, Michael Pittman Jr. So, yeah, I would look into Matt Ryan cards. We saw what Matt Stafford did. I, I was kind of shocked that Matt Stafford's cards didn't go for even more. But if the Colts do make that Super Bowl run, you're looking at insane upside. And if Matt Ryan balls out for the Colts, he is. Probably, if he's not already, a super lock for the Hall of Fame. So Mm -hmm. Matt's price point to me right now, Andy, is very interesting. I think it is, especially, you know, his iconic rookie card, the 2008 Topps Chrome design is iconic with those bubble letters at the top. Getting that card raw, it's just $20. I mean, incredible upside there. He he is like looking at the Hall of Fame probability chart. He is a, a lock of his score on that pro football reference.com is considered lock range for, for the, uh, for the hall of fame, just based on his stats alone. And, you, and you're right, man. I think the Colts have a real shot at making a playoff run. Obviously AFC is, is going to be a daunting, daunting playoff uh, <laughs> when we get there this year. But, you know, I like the upside he's got. Well, there you go, Andy. I want to shout out all the patrons. Our YouTube comments are getting better. We're trying to reply to as many as we possibly can throughout the week. So no matter where you are, five-star reviews and all that good stuff. And, Andy, this was another great episode, man. The, the Patreon community is growing. Patreon.com slash football cards if you want to join it. Andy, man, what you got coming up this week on the channel? Yes, sir. Um, yeah, yeah. So we're we're really we're diving into some of the scariest sales I've seen the last 90 days. Uh, we're also doing some player deep dives. We're, we're looking at uh, popularity of different sets in terms of uh, picking out specific players and looking at which cards have sold the most for them in the last 90 days to get a gauge of how I determine like what the gold standard rookie card is for a specific player among like uh, evergreen topics. Like we've got a big CSG grading reveal, Carter. Less than two, dude, two weeks, actually about three weeks, the bulk submission came back from CSG. We got all those cards three back weeks? already. Three weeks, and this is supposed to be a 40 business day turnaround time. 
Mm. So tons of fun stuff coming up on the quest this week, next week for the rest of the off season and the foreseeable future. I've still never have hold or I've never owned an SGC slab. I still haven't. And I love them. I really do. At first I didn't, but then as I became more mature in the hobby, I just loved the simple black and white finish. Just let the car do the talking. Um, and, did I and say it, SGC? I mean, I meant CSG. Oh, you did CSG. CSG. No, 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 no. But their okay. new labels but, are black and white. But but yeah, but uh, same thing. I uh, and I've said it before on this channel. The CSG labels used to be trash. That lime green, it was garbage. It was pure garbage. I will not buy a card in that old slab. I wouldn't, and I'm glad that they changed it. I, I'm even more passionate about that because I've always liked SGC slabs. See it, and you did say CSG. Uh, CSG slabs look way better. I mean, I've never seen anything in, in cards take a bigger 180 degree turn, and I'm glad I wasn't the only one that that thought that they needed to change that. So that that does excite me, and you know they were offering like a good cheap deal for you for to, to get your cards reslabbed in the newer thing. That's mm -hmm. that shows me a lot that a company was saying, "Look, our old stuff is ugly as you know what. We are very value like." You know, we, we won't get into the history of it, but they're very valued graders and in, in different walks of life and different collectibles and stuff. Shows me a lot right there. Shows me a lot. I'm glad I wasn't the only one, Andy. That Did you hate those lime green slabs as well? Oh, yeah, man. I, I bought yeah. one, and I cannot move it for the life of me. I'm going to have to – it's a Dak Prescott optic. I'm going to have to send it in and get it re uh, – the new holder. And I love their new design. I, I, I don't like it. I, I love their new design. So – Shout out to them, and until next week, peace. Peace. What's going on with your camera, man? The what? webcam utility. Yeah, I'm getting it. Uh, getting getting there we go. Oh, you got to get it warmed up. It's, it's that, still sleeping. Yeah, well, it, it's it's. I, I wish it would just pop open. I'm still kind of shocked that this thing even works. Uh, to, to to be quite <laughs> honest, really? Uh, yeah, I, it's amazing, like how good this software is. Knock on wood. What's up? What's going on in your world, man? Oh man, did a dynasty startup draft last night. It's good. Good thirty three rounds of dynasty startup fun. I saw that. If if the NBA Finals weren't so good, I would have watched that. Yeah, I, I know, I know. I I I realized I saw something where it was like a game series tied two and two. Game five was last night. <laughs> yeah, you let, let me let me pull this up really quickly. I'm interested. Uh, did you do it on Sleeper? Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Because what's his name is. Uh, Signing me up for one, Derek. Uh, Derek Richard. What he signed you up for? Just like, uh, just like a di just like uh just like a normal like dynasty. Cause like I talked to him about it this weekend. Okay, so Kyle Desi, here we go. Uh, let me let me let me look at these first couple of rounds. Is it a super flex league? It is. I got it. So two QBs. Okay. Um. Oh, that's fun. Oh, you were the one dot twelve. Let me. Let, let I me was. Yeah, and right, I actually me... traded back my two dot one pick for two dot eleven, and a, and I moved up.
from the ninth round to the sixth round. Wait, you traded the two dot one. I traded my two dot one and my nine dot one or nine dot twelve. Uh, one of my picks of the ninth round and my two dot one for the two dot elect for the two dot yeah for the two dot twelve. So the end of the first round or second round, and then a six round pick. Um, oh, to get an extra six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, to move up, to move up later, move back earlier, move up uh, later. It worked out. I ended up going Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, and then got Brees Hall, then went T. Higgins. I like that. Let's see. Yes, sir. I did get Olave. I got Chris Olave. Uh, Oh, you also got Burks. Oh yeah, 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 dude. I, I shouted you out. I picked Burks. I was like, you know, shouted Genius. you out about all the, the doubters about his lung and asthma issues. And Steve was like, you know, he agreed with you. Like, dude, this this cat's been playing football since he was eight years old running around out there. That's like his, his conspiracy is that uh whoever dropped that article must have been the day of their dynasty draft. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm telling you. You know. That's gonna end up being the steal of all steals. Like last year, I wish I played. I wish I joined a bunch of dynasty so I could just draft Jamar Chase a billion oh. times. He was going in like the fourth round or something. Game that. Ball. Man, that was just a perfect thing. I was like, okay, so if I go on, man, I would have loved to have been. I would have won so many dynasty leagues just stealing him in the in the fourth. But uh, I'm not but doubting anyway. any wide receivers that you tout ever because you you've hit on every single one of them coming out. Well, of you. okay, so, so Justin Jefferson, I liked a lot. I I did like Judy and Lamb better than than Jefferson. Uh, yeah, Jefferson. you warned me about Terrace Marshall. Yeah, and and you were like, yeah, he's okay, but he's not like I. You yeah, don't, I mean. You're it was kind of crazy. So I had someone that watched the channel told me, "Hey, Carter, his medicals are a bigger issue." than you think and i was like oh i didn't did not know this that's very interesting there is some guys trending up right now i'd say the most notable one is baker mayfield yeah Uh, but i do see yeah i do think it's a little too late to buy him right now though right i just think let me let me go look so yeah, go go look uh, real quick. I'm looking on on the web app, but I I can see Kyler Murray kind of trending up. Baker's trending up a lot. I mean, but it's, some of the prices aren't aren't bad still. Like get, getting the PSA 10 optic for around 70 bucks, you could definitely see that go up a lot more, especially if he's going to start in Carolina. Uh, this is crazy. If you just type in Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. oh my god! Okay, so just type in Baker Mayfield sold items on eBay. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So just Baker Mayfield and Baker scroll Mayfield. down and look at how many, uh, look at how many lots of ten sold for Baker Mayfield. I see one, two, Whoa. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 
Oh my god. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31. That's, what? that's really bizarre. And it's that, like it's the exact same photo of cards. Yeah. And but it does I do see it has uh, like different numbers, like a really complicated series of numbers. Oh, it's are. merchandise liquidations. So I think they're a large consignment. I mean, look at that. A hundred almost a hundred and fifty thousand feedback. I have purchased from them before. 31 lots of 10, 310 cards, penny on the dollar, basically. That I mean, that's a great deal, honestly, if those yeah. are all legit transactions. You, you're getting a base Donruss. For $1.50 a card. Yeah, this, this is a raw card that's selling for uh, Josh Allen for like $50, $60, Lamar Jackson, $30, Kyler Kyler Murray, you know, somewhere around that thirty to forty dollar range, uh, and and getting them for like a dollar fifty. What? I mean, a dollar fifty? That's a great deal, dude. Mm. Especially if he can get his life to get his life together in Carolina, maybe. Although I know Robbie Anderson's been dissing him quite a bit. <laughs> Robbie mm -hmm. Anderson's been throwing some serious shade at on Baker yeah. coming to Carolina. Uh, let me... So, but yeah, like his graded card uh, sold volume has gone up pretty significantly. Like he was one of the bigger movers at 130%. It was pretty noticeable because you can see also people are trying to move him as well so they you can see 32 new auctions this past week which is up 150 percent for baker and 130 percent buy it now volume is up big time a little bit of hype picking up for mitchell trubisky he's kind of trending up sam darnold believe it or not is still trending up a little bit i, I just think at when in a market where quarterback cards are so expensive, like the elite quarterbacks, people love to make these super speculative plays because I, I think there's just still a lot of quarterback-only investors out there that are trying to make super speculative plays on backup quarterbacks. <laughs> that's what it boils down to. That's all it is, basically, yeah. Yeah. So do you want to do an episode on that? Uh, uh, back uh, speculation of backyard quarterbacks. Backyard quarterbacks. <laughs> I said backyard. Look at backyard. look at the Drew Lock. Look at the Drew Lock buy it now is up sixty seven percent. Twenty five graded cards sold in the last week for Drew Lock, and it's especially at the price. So I think there's also so it's a combination of quarterback only investors elite quarterbacks getting super expensive and the price of backup quarterbacks being on a comparable PSA 10 being too irresistible to them. Instead of going investing in a good skill position player, rare card, it's debatable, but I, I, they're, they're going for like the cheap PSA 10s of backup quarterbacks that'll mm. 
may or may not ever do anything. Look at look at this one that just sold, and then we'll get the recording. Okay. Uh, look, let me. I'm gonna send you this one for 40k just sold on on eBay. I'm putting it in the. Uh, how that card is beautiful. I, I put it in the chat. Oh, a gold vinyl one of one sold too for 15k. Ooh, immaculate blockchain one of one. Why do they that. call it? Uh, uh, but this is a physical card, so yeah, yeah. I've always found that interesting. I've seen a few of these blockchain kind of cards. So they cr they created a blockchain set. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I've never understood that, hmm. but gosh darn that that's one of the prettiest cards. Yeah, it's an immaculate. Look at that. So, Maggie, so what it means, I, I think what it means is this is the physical card, but there's also like maybe this was inspired off of a blockchain design that's on the Panini blockchain, like NFT right. portal. Yeah. But dang, man, you got the Joey B, you got the the orange with the white Nike check. That just looks so good, man. The yeah, silver, that's the nice. Silver finish. Yeah. Mm.